Now he's gone. What the fuck? It says he's on. I see him on. He ain't muted. Who, me? There yeah. you are. We're talking, talking yeah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I hear you guys. Oh, okay. Well, we asked you a question. Right, you didn't say anything. We got all worried. I know, but I... I, I... Yeah, that, that's, that's fucked up, man. Uh... Welcome back. Episode 8 coming at you guys hot. It's a continuation from episode 7. If you guys missed it, go back one episode. You don't want to jump in on 8. Conversation started on 7. Also, do us a real solid here. Jump over to our Facebook page, the Fat Boys Car Club. You'll find myself, Hav, Derek, everybody hanging out there. Do a lot of postings for the things coming up. If you're up around the Chicagoland and or the Midwest area, you'll find us at events. Stop in. Give us a like on the podcast. Give us a like on the Spotify channels. We appreciate all the support we can get. allows us to keep doing what we do. So hang in there and pay attention. Shit's about to get weird. No. I I don't either. Let's piss some more people off. Best performance car of 2023. New on the market. Brand new. You're ready to get into the scene. You want to do it with a warranty because... God knows you're probably going to blow it up if it's your first time on the scene. So, Derek, start us off. I am going to go with the 2023 revamp for Nissan, the Nissan Z. That um, is an interesting choice, and that is actually one I also considered. Defend it. Because of the fact, I mean, less than $50,000, you're in a car, number one. That's going to be beating damn a lot of stuff out there. You're in a twin turbo car. And I mean, like I said, this thing is less than 50 grand. It's actually very aesthetically pleasing. Also, I like the nod that it gave to like the 300 ZX with the taillights and all of that. I mean, to me, if I got a little bit of money and I want to get something and we can do this, I'm sorry. That's what I'm going with. Um, it looks like it's actually got the twin turbo V6 that's in the Infinity Red Sport line. So, I mean... 400 I mean, horsepower, twin turbo, four, available at the manual transmission. twin turbo, under 40 grand. Come on. Yeah. Uh, how, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I thought the dude was in a V8 muscle car club. Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew I was going to hear that. Yeah, yeah but it's a convertible. Well, I know. He, 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 well, he runs a, a convertible Mustang page, but I'm just saying, like, man, like, this is what we're doing here? <laughs> That's funny. So I, I actually, that was my second choice. If I had two choices on this category, that was my second choice because you're right. A 400 horsepower twin turbo V6 independent rear suspension under 50 K man with a manual. That's a pretty good formula. And that's a shame that it took Nissan. My gosh, since like they did the 300 Z back in the early nineties, it took until 2023 to figure out that that was actually a good idea, that they should do a twin-turbo car again right. instead of the anemic, right. naturally aspirated ones that they've been doing. So, yeah, I, I can't knock that. I actually think that's uh, that was on my list, too. Bob, you want to knock that on it, or are you, are you, you, you agreeing? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> what was your pick, then? My pick? Dude, I'm, I'm going to keep it, you know... What do I want to say? Hey, I'm 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 gonna keep it V8 American Muscle. I'm I'm gonna go out and say the the 23 uh, S550. Wow. Uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll even let you extend that to the 2024 because aren't they coming out with them this year too? So the 650s. Yeah, yeah, but 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 hear me out. The reason I say that is because, well, Mustang Mustang no longer has any competition. The, True story. The hey, the the Charger, Challenger, and Camaro, they're all going away after this year. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you You're know right. what? At the end at the end of the day, you know those hey, those cars from this year up, they're probably going to go up in value. You know, like, uh, you know, me and Scott were just having a conversation uh, last night about, uh, like, track hawks and, you know, and, and, and other Mopars and stuff. And, uh, you know, looking at those, man, you know, he, he was saying that he, he was looking at one that caught his eye and it had, like, uh, I want to say 8,000 miles. You know, they were asking 110 for this thing. Hey. You know, a hundred and ten thousand dollars, man. God, you know, and 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 like I said, man, the, the Mustang—they're still making it. it. Still comes in a manual. Uh, you know, you get there's tons and tons and tons of parts that you can still get for these things, and uh, it's you know it's under fifty k. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I forget what the horsepower is now on these things. What Are they like, like 425 or something like that? Uh, what is it? Is it for like 450, 480, something like that? Man, I don't 2023 Mustang. I'm a, I, that deserves a quick Google because uh, I didn't think they were that high, but maybe maybe they are. Um, wait, 470. God bless America. Yeah, 470. Out, 470 out of a 2023 is what they're saying here at the GT. That's you know, a, a ten speed ten speed auto. Hey, I tell you what, there's a kid at the local high school here. You know, he's got to be seven, seventeen or eighteen, something like that. Hey, he's got one. You know, eighteen years old, four hundred seventy horsepower. May the first yeah. be with that kid's insurance bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, well, I, that's 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 gonna be my pick. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. And and I'm uh I'm of the same mindset. I, I I think you're right. I think for best value, you've got to go American V8. Uh, Derek, I I like where you're going with it. I think you can get a lot. You can squeeze a lot out of a six cylinder with a, a stock turbo. And I think there's going to be. I think in the future you're going to see some pretty crazy builds on those uh, those new uh, Nissan Zs, but. I'm I'm with Hav on this one. If you're gonna go for your best performance value, I'm I'm actually going Camaro because you're you're at 460 horse here, not as much as the Mustang. Um, it is the exact same engine that was in the C7. You can get it with a manual transmission, and I think it's gonna be worth a ton of money in the future because it will be the last of the last of the last because manufacturers are now being required or going to be required by 2030 to switch like 50% of their fleets to EV. And I don't see performance cars after this year. Like I know the Mustang will probably live on for maybe a few, probably the last generation will be the 650, just my guess. But for 2023, I think if you, if you had to get into the game, you get an SS and, and I think you're going to have something that your grandkids will probably be pretty ecstatic about being it's the last year so i i went with it for performance reasons and for collectability um which hav kind of hinted on but either you go mustang 
any of these three that we mentioned are, are, are astounding deals and, and great cars. But I think that the collectability of the, the Camaro just pushed it that much ahead for me. So mm-hmm. that, that was my line of thinking. What do you guys think? No, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's a you tough like decision, man. It, it, I tell you what. No, go ahead. We're having a conversation about, you know, the best value of horsepower here. And if this was 1984, we'd be talking about who was cracking 200 horsepower. And here we are bullshit, bullshit <laughs> yeah, about no. cars that are barely under 500 horsepower <laughs> for under 50 grand. I mean, my God, you couldn't buy a fucking Testarossa that was making that in 1980s. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that we're sitting here having this conversation and that like the, you know, the Camaro and the Challenger and the Charger, like, you know, all, all those gas powered engines, man, like it's, it's, it's done. Like it's it crazy. Is. Like that, that's, that's what we're doing, man. Like driving around cars that are, uh, you know, that are electric and, and they got speakers that mimics, you know, exhaust sounds from uh gas powered cars. Like <laughs> this is the world, man. Fucking nuts, man. It, it is. It is wild. And on that depressing note, what do you think, Derek? I like it. I mean, the whole, I, you know, and that's the one thing is that once again, you know, I, I, of course I love my American muscle. You know, we just talked about the best power, but like you guys were saying, it is sad to see all of these great, great cars that we've seen and, you know, pretty much grown up with to be just a thing of the past. And I did not think about the whole collectability uh, aspect of it, and I wholeheartedly agree with both of you guys. But like I get what you're saying too, Eric, is that that Camaro with them not producing it anymore, that's definitely going to push it a little bit more and push that value up a little bit more, also. Yeah, it will. It 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 really will. But you know, the the same can be said for your pick too, though, Derek. I mean, that there's a good chance this is the that'll probably be the last twin turboed car, maybe that Nissan ever produces either, or for that matter, maybe anything out of Japan, Every, right? I mean, exactly. It, for it's, this this move to electric isn't just in the United States, right? So there's a good chance anything that you do buy today that is performance orientated. And, and yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There will probably be electric cars that are going to smoke whatever you buy today in 10 years. There probably will be. But I love the sounds my cars make and nobody can take that away. Nobody can refute it. You're not going to sit there I will not be content downloading a blow off valve sound in my whatever car it might be in 10 years. I want to actually do the shit. So fuck off. Keep me my, I'm keeping my gas. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I I agree. Collectability is a thought when you're buying a new car. Um, But that does not mean that's your only choice in the world. So our next category that we kind of here overlooked future classics we're talking about cars that you could buy today that'll die but what are we overlooking already right we've got 100 plus years of cars behind us man what is what's the one that that's a future collectible we'll call it from like the 80s on that uh that you can that it's still a deal right i mean if a 2023 is going to be a classic certainly something from the 80s and up that we're all missing what are we what are we missing Hav? What are we missing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do that much homework, Eric. You gotta... Oh, you didn't do your homework. Derek did his homework. Derek, what do you think? 
I think that, um, you know, I'm going to go back for my love and my favorite car of all time. You guys know what it is. I'm going to go with the Chevelles. I mean, something that's just not going to lose their freaking, their their value. I mean, yeah, they may go down a little bit, but it's still going to, you pull up, like we said it before, you pull up in that, and then we get somebody that's going to pull up in a, let's say, a, a S550 or whatever. I'm sorry, that pavement shaking, you know, big block that's coming out of that Chevelle, and, you know, you see those twin circle tail lamps. I know you hate those. But you see those twin circle hail lamps and tail lamps, you know, you're going to be like, yeah, I want that. I don't want that. Um, you know, we're still talking about heavy. We're talking about made of steel. Yeah, but, but we were talking 80s and above. So you're actually talking about the Malibu G body from the 80s then. Oh, no, this... I'm not talking about that. We didn't say 80s and above. My bad. Oh, yes, I did. Look at you your did. notes. You yes, did. I did. Okay. Well, you know what? I got it. If we're going to talk about <laughs> 80s and above, let's go for my um. My my favorite, we're going with the uh me and actually me and Hop talked about this a few days ago. Let's go for the early nine. I'm sorry, the late ninety Trans Ams. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. The late ninety yeah. Trans Ams. Loved, love, love those cars. T tops. I had a buddy who had the 35th anniversary yellow one that came out. I had a buddy who had the WS6. I mean, like those were badass cars, and to me, are still badass cars to this day. And as they continues to get older and older, I think the price are going to just keep going up on these things. And, and they're a bit of a deal right now, aren't they? A little bit, not much. <laughs> I mean, I just did a quick marketplace search here, found one in decent condition for like fifteen grand. Another one here for twenty grand. I mean, it's not terrible. Not terrible. Definitely not terrible. Bob, uh, what do you think? I don't know. That I mean, it, it, it's a tough one, man. Overlooked. Overlook 80s to, to present feature classic. I think that there's a case to be made for that TA because think about it. It's a lot that, that Trans Am is the last of the Pontiac TAs, man. And true. they're, yeah, I mean, this is, this is true. You know, like, but I, I don't know. I'm, I guess you, you see, you don't see too many of them out. Um, like, I don't know, like when you go to car shows and whatnot, you know, like or like car meets or, or cruise nights or whatever, you know, you might see one or two here or there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, Derek, Derek has a really good point um, when it comes to that, man. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if, I, if I had to pick something, I guess, I guess, you know, that that's something that stands out to me. I mean, think about it, Hob. Think about how much um, you love the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. You know what I'm saying? It's just I just think that it it don't get me wrong. We're talking about two completely different cars, but I just think that I mean I know I'm a Pontiac lover, and I know that there's also a lot of other Pontiac lovers out there, and those cars to us were just the ultimate cool. So I'll I'll throw out one more for everybody in the listening land. If you decide that Derek is right, and you are going to jump on this idea because I think it's a good idea. I would factor myself from a collectible standpoint. Look for a Firehawk. A Firehawk yeah. Transit yeah. is like the rarest of the rare birds, and they're still out there. I just Googled it because I haven't looked for a Firehawk in a long time. Just found one for a 99 for 47, with 47,000 miles on it for about $20,000. And oh, that wow. is the rarest of the rare birds, man. I mean, they're, they are out there, but they are not easy to find. 
And if you can find a later generation one, it came with an LS1, which was same as the Corvette for the year. So there's a lot of potential in that, and there's a lot of collectability in it. That's a fantastic pick, by the way, Derek. I think I got a feeling of what yours is going to be. Uh, what do you think, Mike? What, what's your guess, then? Let me hear it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're going to go either Grand National or Typhoon or Cyclone. What do you think there, Hav? What's your guess? What do you think I'm steering towards? Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's Grand National. Grand National is already doing its thing, man. I mean, the prices continue to go up on those each year, um, regardless of you know the rest of the market and and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I I would lean more towards like the the Cyclone or the Typhoon. Solid choices, boys, and solid guesses, but that's not what I picked. And you are yeah. right, Hav. The Grand National is already a classic and, and almost unobtainable. People are flipping, spending some big money on those black cars now, which I get. They're super oh. awesome. I love them to death. Um, the Typhoons and the Cyclones. Cyclone, I think, has already got its collectability. I think people have already found that one and are holding on to it. I'm seeing prices on those one-year-only trucks for, like, I mean, north of 25 to 35, 45. They got low miles, even less than that, or more than that, excuse me. So good good choice of the foons. Foons are available, and those are a good choice, but that's not what but, I picked. You know, well, before you reveal what you picked, I will say that, like, I see a lot of, uh, what is it? It's the extreme, the typhoon, like, all those. Like, I see a lot of people still daily driving these things. I know. Like, that blows me away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, man, like, yeah, I, and, and since, since, you know, you've been in, you know, in the search for uh, a, a new hobby car, truck, whatever, like, you know, every time I see one now, I think of you and I'm like, oh, look, look, there's another one. <laughs> and, and you can tell, you can tell that the pe- the people that are driving these things, they're just daily driving them, man. They, they, you know, they are not like the majority of them that I see. They're not like a weekend warrior. They're not. They're like their hobby car. They're that's their daily. Yeah. So why do you think that you is? Know, I don't know, man. I don't know because it's like I, you know, I love them. I mean, it's not like my first pick or like in my like top three or whatever. Like that, I would love to own one day. I I would like to have one if you know if I had a. A giant shop being built. <laughs> so the reason why the reason why I think that they're still driving today, like and I and you're right, man. I see foons out in the wild like crazy. But think about it. It's a V6 turbocharged all-wheel drive that most people that bought them kind of thought they were going to be collector cars anyway, and they just never really took off. So like right. you can buy nice clean examples for well under 20 grand right now. Yeah. So I mean, think about it, man. If you're you're you got a family and you know you need an all-wheel drive truck, I mean, my God, that's a great choice. And they were usually typically pretty well babied. I, I think they're cool as shit. I love them. Um, but my pick is gonna blow you guys away because I guarantee you never even thought of this. So I'm picking a early nineties. Like, call it like uh, 90 to 93, I think was the year set. This car had T-tops, manual transmission, and available with a turbocharger. And you don't see them, and it's a better choice than 
what what my overrated car was, and that's a 300ZX. Wow. And I think here's now here's my here's my defense on this. Okay. For for the years that they were, they were available in the same time frame that the Supra was. And this goes back to my casting call thing, right? So Supra got the call. That could have very well been a 300 ZX, right? They're twin turbo, they have five speeds, T-top car. You could get them in a 2 plus 2 or just a sports coupe, you know, with no back seat in it. You can buy examples of this car today for under $10,000. And you can swap them. They've got swap kits available in LS engines, RB engines. You can put, you know, the the, the modern GTR drivetrains in them if you want. I mean, they're 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 very flexible. They made a lot of them. They were very popular in the early 90s. And a lot of people bought them, which means there's a lot of them available for parts, for swaps. You can do what you want with them, not have to worry about screwing up collectability on it. I, I think it's it's a very overlooked car. I think that if it got just a moniker of attention to it, I believe more people would have them. And actually, they look pretty fucking cool. Uh, I know Alex had mentioned he's he's got one. And I, yeah. I think if you look at the features of them, rear-wheel drive, front engine, um, and, and there's there's just a lot you can do with them. And it's a shame more people aren't. Because I I, I believe it's a better car than than what you're seeing a lot of people mod out today or everybody's obsessed with, with modding out and the tuner culture, you know, the civics and things like that. And it just doesn't, does not make any sense to me when, when you can find these early, good rust-free examples for you know, like 10 to $12,000 and, and just do a million things to them. So what do you have guys you, think of my pick? Have you, have you, have you like Googled these cars? I mean, is there a lot of them out there? Dude, my research this week was on, so many cars that were overlooked and every time i started kind of looking into a car i'd be like ah yeah but you know it's it's 20 it's 15 to 25,000 for a decent one or or if there's an aftermarket support for it it's for like you know just this model but like when you really start to dig into the 300zx man there is a lot of them out there i mean a simple marketplace search yielded me a fucking handful of these really nice examples a two plus two here. This one's not far from my house. There's a two plus two coupe. It's uh, nice. It's white. It's T-top. They're all T-topped. Um, this thing's $8,000 on it, man. And it's a wow. good-looking, rust-free car. It, it's it's a good-looking unit. And you get into the uh, you get into the aftermarket on it, it's pretty well-supported. There's, oh, yeah. there's quite a few options out there. I, I just think dollar for dollar, if I'm a younger person, forget that Civic shit. Look at something like this, man. You've got good looks, and when you kind of get tired of of the the anemic engine, because like that two plus two is only available in NA, you can swap an LS in this thing. You can do anything to this platform. It's a really cool blank slate. I I really wanted to say Foon. I you guys are right. I really wanted to say Foon, but the aftermarket support there's a little bit of it. But it's very niche. I mean, there's just not and and. Another one I, I was really looking at, I'm a big fan of them, is in the early 90s. They did a uh, Ford Thunderbird Super Coupe, super neat car. I thought Ford did a good job on it. No aftermarket support. You can find the cars, you just can't find the support for it. So, yeah. I don't know. F- future Classic, I think if kids were smart, 
and and I was in high school, I would go for something like this. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's crazy you don't know, see more of them. Like like you know, like you were saying, because man, like they are really good looking cars, man. I, I really dig the look. You know, yeah, it's I mean, got, like, it's like, got a solid look. How many how many cars do you see out with like T tops nowadays? You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, it's, like it's it's like the kind of the best of both worlds. You know, like versus like having like a convertible and a and a coupe. You know, it's like I don't know. You man, know, of, like, the, of of the years, like so my my next my my very very close runner up to this was a was a Fox body, but it was the T tops that set it apart, man. Because you couldn't get a you couldn't get a T topped early 90s fox body they stopped doing them in like i think it was 87 was the last year for a t-top fox body so like the the ones that the years everybody wants in a fox 90 to 93 couldn't get them but you you could in the in the 300z so i mean i don't know i i just think i just think that is an overlooked classic i think everybody looks at a fox body right and when you think about a future classic yes you can get them yes there's ton of the aftermarket support but i think I think it's not overlooked. I think the 300Z is overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good point. So, what do you think, Derek? You know, I'm actually looking at them as we speak. And once again, I had a buddy that had one when we were in high school. And super freaking cool car, man. And they are super overlooked because nowadays what you're doing is you're not seeing these uh, you know, being sought after. You're seeing more of the 80s body style of this being sought after. Yes. Um, and I, I kind of want one. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Hey, Eric, look, guys. Eric, where did this guy go to high school at, man? It seems like everybody had cool cars in high, in high school wherever Derek went. I went to Griffith and Lake Central. <clears throat> man, was like a car show out there or what? It literally was. <laughs> it literally was. It was crazy. Yeah, when I went to high school, we didn't even have cars. It was just nice to see one when we finally got old enough. You're like, oh, look, there's a Model T. <laughs> but it's because I'm old. <laughs> oh, that's fun. But yeah, I, all good picks, man. I, I, all good picks for for good reasons, too. I, I think you're right. Uh, now you know what's going to be funny is now we're going to start seeing some more TAs at car shows and 300Zs, which right. I'm all for it. Popular. Good they're gonna like, they told us to buy them. That's it. I heard it on the Fat Boys Cars and Culture podcast. Exactly. Now I got to get one. <laughs> got to get one. <laughs> oh, man. So that that kind of, that's, that's a good combination of my uh, of my fourth, my third and fourth choice, or or I'm sorry, third and fourth categories. Uh, it's a good it's a good transition into it. What did you guys come up with for, you know, best show cars for like under twenty k? Like, what can you get into that that you can have a lot of fun with for under twenty k? It doesn't have to be overlooked. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be a, a reasonable car that you can have some fun with and not be embarrassed to take it to a show. What do you think? What do you think, Hav? Best, uh, best car car show under twenty grand. Yeah, like what can you take to a car show for under twenty grand? Have fun modifying it and not be embarrassed when you roll up in it. I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna give our boy our boy Derek some props right here and go with the uh the S197 Mustang. That is a great choice. I actually oh, considered that model. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice, man. You talk about aftermarket support. Holy shit, you can do anything with the 197, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, they 
it it's there's endless possibilities, man. Yeah, I mean they've got Godzilla swap kits now. I mean you can you can tub them, you can street them, you can lower them, you can, dude, you can do anything with an S one ninety seven. Yeah, definitely. What do you what do you think, Derek? Well, you mean S one ninety seven? Well, what do you think or, of Top's choice? You agree? Oh, I love you are a one ninety seven owner. I think I think he's falling asleep over. And no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, and actually, when you said the ton of aftermarket parts, man, it 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 is. It's it's almost overwhelming as many aftermarket parts that it has from it because you could go so many different avenues with it. Um, I know Hob and Eric have both have been very uh, instrumental in helping me get my car together. I mean, hell, I literally bought this car, you know, very stock aesthetically, and I mean, I think in what Hob less than a year. It completely changed. Yeah. It was, you know, it was crazy. And I mean, like, you know, you, you guys will probably see my car on the page. I'm pretty sure he'll post some pictures up. But I mean, yeah, I, I love it. And I mean, it does get looks, you know, if I'm out and about and everything now, I do have the convertible, you know, so the least, uh, the least popular of it all. Um, but we still hold our Definitely. own, you know, convertible Mustang club. <laughs> Check it out. Um, but yeah. We um as the S one ninety sevens, I I love it. I love it. It's a good time. Um, yeah, and for you to get it for a really good price, you can see some really clean ones for I mean, hell, less than fifteen, honestly. Give you a little bit of money to get you a nice will package. <laughs> and really too, like, you know, if you wanted to step up your game a little bit with an S one ninety seven and go over the twenty thousand dollar line, you can find like oh seven to 09 Shelby's in the yeah. 197 configuration for not much more or or right around that $30,000 clip. And honestly, when you're getting into a supercharged engine, you know, from the factory with collectability with the Shelby stamp on it, it's not a bad entry price. It's really not. And I mean, I think that's probably one of my favorite body styles for the Shelby's too, are the S197. It just looks freaking just mean. And of course, you know, for the listeners who don't realize what the S197 is, it was um, it was Ford's answer to give an old to the original 60s. Um, so it's got that same, a little a bit of the same lines and everything, the retro look. Um, so it's it's very sought after uh, for the, the more of the baby boomers. Um, but I, I like it because it had the old to the retro. Plus, I got a really good price on it, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a good pick, Hav. Good pick. What would yeah. you pick for this category, Derek? I've actually picked, man, the Catfish Camaro. Oh my God, you had to pick the ugliest of Camaros ever made. Catfish. <laughs> oh shit. Catfish. <laughs> I remember when this thing came out when they switched it up in what was it, ninety three, ninety two, ninety three, and I was just like, wow, they switched it up. I actually, I had a Hot Wheel of it back then. And I just thought that was the baddest thing ever. And once again, like you said, it's just, it's different. It was that how they just switched it up. I personally like it. I mean, talk about aftermarket stuff. And I mean, we've seen these things full of nitrous and twin turbo and big crazy motors done to them and everything. And I mean, you can't tell me that when you hear this thing with a good cam, you're not looking to see what the hell is that coming down the road. So you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of draw a separation in there now because when you talk about that generation, which is really like ninety three to two thousand and two, yeah, 
I mean, talk about the early ones, 93 to, and my memory is going to kill me on this one, but it's like 93 to maybe 97. That was not an LS engine. That no. was still a standard small block in the second generation LT, which is it was a, some goofy, stupid ass reverse flow cooling system small block, which fucking sucked. They were trash, <laughs> but you could easily do an LS swap to them. My yeah, pick for that generation the later yeah my my pick would be a later one it would be like a 98 on up catfish if i I had to pick an ugly camaro to drive it would be that years and up because they got ls's in them but prior to that man that stupid lt reverse cooling bullshit was just a bad engine from chevy it was a standard small block and but they it Man, they had an ignition system on there that was that was really wonky. And when it got wet, they they yeah up they, all the time. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they were they were strange, man. But uh, you can get them cheap though. Quick a quick uh, marketplace pick down there. I mean, you can find them for fuck, man. Well under six and seven thousand dollars. They're they're very very reasonable. And I mean, you we see about- these things at the track all day long when we're out there. That's because they're like under seven grand. I mean, you could buy a shell, a rolling shell for like three grand. It's crazy. Right. Right. But yeah. Um, I don't know. We what do you think, Javi? You show up in a catfish Camaro, are you gonna earn respect on the show circuit? Uh like I mean, just man, just like a, a stock one. I mean, unless it's got a big ass cam in it, you pop the hood and you know, it, it's LS swapped or whatever, or you're running nitrous. Uh, you're probably you're probably not getting you're probably not getting much clout, man, from that. You know, I, that's just my opinion. But yeah, I tend to agree with that too. I, well, I mean, you pull up with that thing, and it, it's I mean, it could be super super clean, man. But that thing's all like all stock. Yeah, you're, I I just don't see you turning many heads, man. It's just mm-hmm. this is what it is, you know. Well, my my pick for for showing up to the show for under 20k and still getting some respect and having a good aftermarket support comes no surprise to anybody, but I picked a Fox body. And, and literally, I'm going to open that up to any years between 79 and 93. I think you can do almost anything in the world to any of them. Find literally any part you want with no problems whatsoever. And I mean, it's just the world is your oyster with the Fox body. And and I don't think yes they are popular yes there's a lot of people have them but it it's almost a blank canvas man you can you can you can do literally anything to it change the looks however you want you can go notch you can go hatch you can go t-top even the verts man they they they're all good looking cars and you can really make them your own i i think it's the ultimate blank canvas and, and for under 20 grand you can really throw yeah. your personality into it yeah oh you you're, you're definitely definitely right man that's that's a great choice too you know because i mean you know after we went to pri and you know seeing the wheels and seeing you know the godzilla uh package you know that they offer uh you know that that was that was a uh an idea that i was spinning around in my head you know about <clears throat> excuse me uh maybe possibly getting rid of the roush and putting the money in into that you know like you can get you can get a, a four banger or a roller under ten, and uh, we you know we said what that got Godzilla engine what what, what is it like seven or eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yep. know something like that. So I mean you're, you're doing that, and as long as the 
the car is clean, you know, paint's halfway decent, you know. You buff it up real quick, you know, throw that engine in, you roll out to a car show, you got to turn a lot of heads, you know. Cause... And, and I, think that's, I think that's important too when you're when you're in that $20,000 area and you're really just kind of getting started or you're, or you're taking on a second car that you don't want to cost you a, a whole pile of money to do stuff to. I mean, you can you can use that aftermarket support and really dial yourself into however you want the car to look. I mean, mini tub yep. it, air ride it, uh, big motor if you want, or you don't have to. You can, you know, they had uh, uh, the S the SHOs or S. What the hell did they call them in the mid eighties? They were they were used for cop cars. They were notchbacks, but I think they were four cylinder turbos or some shit. I can't remember, but you can do a lot of cool shit, man. If you're a bone stock guy. You can you can find a, a 90 to 93 Cobra even super rare and very expensive. But I mean, if that's your thing, you can do that with a Fox body. So, I mean, I see. I agree. Isn't this isn't this one of the reasons, though, that like why like a lot of street racers, like a lot of them, you know, back then, especially would start off with a, a Mustang, like a, a notchback. And 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 they would LS swap the thing and spray it full of nitrous because yes. it was light. It was light. An LS engine is a lot cheaper than some of the other options. You get that, throw some nitrous in it, and you know you're you're cooking. You know, a lot of people on the street. Yeah, I and that's 100 percent correct, right? I mean, the LS was the the swap of choice because a it was easy, massive aftermarket support, and you could make insane amounts of power on stock bottom ends i mean you you take a, a an ls engine out of anything because they put them in everything right from trucks to cars to to literally you know uh big pickups you know i mean three quarter tons they had them so you, they made them in everything they were cheap to put in they fit everywhere and they made a gob of power so i mean yeah you find a cheap chassis and a fucking ls engine and the nice thing you know you've become a fucking uh, a grudge racer if you want or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. You, and if you blow that one up, hey, you just go get another one. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, nope, yeah. Okay. Just fucking rinse and repeat. You're going to blow it up. <laughs> it's going to happen, I promise. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I, I really encourage, we got listeners out there, man. I would give the Fox body a good look. Uh, I would give that catfish Camaro a good look too, because if you're, if you're a diehard Chevy guy, I am not a brand loyalist by any means. I used to be, but I am not a brand loyalist anymore. If you're open to like what you're looking for in the world and just looking for a good deal, you can find them in those catfish Camaros, the Fox bodies, the 300 Z's uh, they're out there. They exist, but have the courage to be unique, man. Have the courage to do something that, is your own you're going to take something to a car show and, and there's good mods and there's bad mods we've all seen them right guys yeah yeah but ha- have the courage to to look at that car and go man that's i want to be in the show car scene and god everybody's got x but i think i can do it with this and i can make it look good and sound good and be good so have some courage be unique don't don't walk up to Hav and go, I need your rims. What are your exact backspacings and the place you bought them from? Because that's all I want to do in life is do what you do, right? <laughs> FYI, Hav gets that all the time. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ride Vert either. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're gay, that's cool. I'm, we're all good with that. We're inclusive. Nothing. I got nothing for my comment. Hob, that was quality fun. I think we lost Hob, yeah. Derek. Let's see if he's... Is he? Hob. It took us that long to have technical difficulties with Hob. That's a record. That wasn't bad. <laughs> so our, our final category that's on here, the car that's got to go, man. And I already gave my answer to this one because... You gave it as your car as the uh, uh, most overrated. So mine is that that modern Charger. Did you have another one, uh, Derek, for that category? Uh, or you? Let me think real quick. Um, I mean, honestly, if I really had to say, <laughs> it's got to be PT Cruiser, man. Throw really? Light it on fire, never come back. Um, and then, of course, Chevy does their answer. We're going to bring out the HHR. Oh, two cars. Two cars that are equally revolting, right? Exactly. Put them in yeah. the Donald Duck and Dick Tracy movies and leave them there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Roger Rabbit and Dick Tracy movies and leave them there. Oh, that's funny shit, man. And true. Uh -oh. 100% true. That's good shit, man. You know what's funny is like if you'd have asked that question, if we would have, if we'd have asked that question, the car needs to go away. I think if you'd asked that like in like the nineties, I think a lot of people would say Fiero. But oh, yeah. But now, take a look what a Fiero is going for these days, man. If you like even remotely checked into that, it is insane. Those things have become popular. I'll do you a better look at the MR2s. Oh, that's another one, another mid-engine. Yeah, those those things have caught on fire. I think just literally. I think Hav is trying to dial back in, but he, he I see him bouncing in and out of here. Looks like he's muted at one point. Hav, are you muted? Yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm back. Okay, cool. Hav, what did you think about for your uh, the car that needs to go away? Uh I was the the modern charger. Derek was the PT cruiser. What do you think? Uh man, my, mine's gonna be the Miata. Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Hate mail at the Facebook page oh, God, for right. Fat Boys because oh my God, are you going to get hate mail for that? <laughs> I, I, well, hey, I, I'm I'm trying to be perfect here. I'm trying to go three for three. <laughs> so know? why the Miata? Why the Miata, man? Dude, because because every time I see one out on the street at a car at a car meet, at a at a car show, at at a cruise night, rolling down the street, they all they all, every single one of them looks like a piece of shit. Like I never, I never see one that looks halfway decent. They all look like a piece of shit. Oh my god, that's fucking great! I love it. I mean, is it not true? Someone tell me I'm wrong. You're okay. If I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one, they have a lot of aftermarket support. They are reasonably cheap to get into, but my god, you've never been more right in your life. <laughs> And what I mean, so funny thing is, so you are ninety nine point nine percent right. I actually have a buddy who has one, and this thing is super clean. And he just he takes it out for him and his wife just to do like date night driving, and it's a convertible, money green, tan, tan interior. But this thing is literally mint. That's the cleanest one that I have ever seen. Um, but other than that, no, yeah, send me eight. Are, send me uh, pics, man. Make me a believer. They cut. They cut the. Okay, yeah, I'll get them from. 
So if my choice was I need a convertible Roadster and that I want it to be reliable, my first choice would not be a Mazda Miata just because of all the shitty ones I've seen. I, there's a lot better choices out there, I think. I mean, I, I would start with like an S2000. I would look at, uh, I would even look at like the, the, the Pontiac Solstices, the Saturn Skies. I mean, not my cup of tea and I would never drive anything in that category, but there's better choices, man. You have literally so much better choices. Well, I, I did some, I did some, like some homework on it and I was doing some research and like, you know, like a lot of like forums and stuff, they were saying that like how it's like a budget friendly car, like for kids just getting into the car scene and like wanting to do stuff. And so it's like, that's fine and all, but every time I see one, it doesn't look like anyone's doing anything to it. Like, it, it looks like it's been like sitting in someone's backyard for the last 20 years and it, right it's just you know there's there's six different panels put onto it that are, are different colors and you know i mean that they they got that you know that head roll bar or whatever in it you know that's that's like the only mod that's done to it you know and it's got <laughs> zip ties all over it stands out man usually usually pretty well stands out right yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I guess that that's a mod too, you know. But I'm, I mean, I'm just like, man, like, like, Nick, can, I don't know. Can we, can we do something good to these things? I mean, someone give them some love. I think, mean, like, if, <laughs> if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have picked it. But man, yeah, let's, there, there, there's better options out there, you know. Let's, let's do something else. Yeah, I tend, I tend to agree with you on that one. And and we've given a few good options too. If you go back earlier in the episode, if I don't split this into two episodes, you'll, you'll find out that. uh there's some good values out there in other cars and, and you ought to consider it because even if you want to stick with the tuner world, you don't have to be in a Miata, kids. You don't. <laughs> You're uh, better than uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Man, that's been a fun-ass episode, fellas. I had a lot of fun with this one. I had a lot of fun doing some research on it because I learned a lot. And uh, I'm super, super excited uh, to see how much love we get from this Bugatti thing because that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, hey man that's yeah, just an opinion that's all i ain't shit just an opinion <laughs> i'm not either i'm just a hick that lives in a cornfield ain't nothing to it my opinion doesn't matter but i'll be honest with you we had a lot of fun with it so i appreciate that fellas it was oh, a good yeah. time good episode definitely good time you guys uh you guys got anything you want to add on the back side of this before we uh before we sign off uh, yeah, 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 I do. I do real quick. Uh, so our club, Fat Boys Car Club, um, if you're in the Chicagoland area, uh, April 29th, we're doing our um, our kickoff to the season cruise uh, starting from Griffith, Indiana. Uh, we're going to meet up at uh, Kmart in, uh, in Griffith, Indiana, the old Kmart. Uh, we're going to meet up there and uh, we're going to head out to Ghost Isle Brewery in uh, New Buffalo. Um, yep. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, come on out to that. Um, also, starting May 12th, uh, yep. we're going to be doing some cruise nights um, every uh, one, uh, every second Friday uh, of each month from 6 to 10 at the uh, TGI Fridays uh, in Cherville, Indiana. So, you know, come on out to that um something new that we're doing we've been working on uh with them uh yeah i think that's it i think that's all i got you know go go to the go you can go to our 
our Facebook page or our Instagram page, Fat Boys Car Club, and get all the info and the details uh, on those pages. That's good shit, man. We hope to see my, <clears throat> excuse me. Hope to see you guys there. Hope hope to get some uh, some good photos. Come up to us. Don't be scared. It's all good, Definitely. man. We're just having fun. So everybody's approachable. Don't be don't be weird about it and shit. <laughs> How about you, Derek? Anything to sign off with? That's actually exactly what I was going to say was, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming up with the club. We're steadily planning more and more stuff. You guys come out, uh, you know, let us know you like the show, all of that. You know, just say what's up. Awesome. And I will give you guys a peek at a little something I'm working on. Um, <clears throat> so my my nephew has literally become the newest member in the Reitzer Boy Clubs. Uh, he is a Subaru WRX owner. And oh, he and I were talking. He does listen to the podcast, and his friends listen to the podcast. And I thought, you know what? It'd be a really fun podcast or a good conversation, as that's what exactly what we're about here at the uh, Fat Boys Cars and Culture would be to get us three old old guys together. You know, me, Derek, and Hav, and have a good conversation live debate with the Ricer Boys. That my nephew runs with, so we're gonna have a uh, old school, new school conversation coming to you guys really shortly, and we're aiming That's to have great. it. Great. Yep, we're we're aiming to do it. Uh, probably in conjunction with one of our our cruises or car shows that we're gonna do as a club, so we can kind of do a live on the scene, get the Ricer boys and the Fat Boys, and and just kind of. Just kind of have a good, fun conversation, man, because we don't understand what y'all are up to these days. And Tom thinks you're dying out. You know, I'm seeing you guys on your side, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, My nephew, I know he's listening to this podcast. We've talked a little bit about it, but you're dialing it in, kid. we got to bring you up to the big leagues here. So have your arguments ready because we we don't hold back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good shit, guys. Those those cruise nights that we're doing, uh, you know, in conjunction with uh, Fridays, um, man, that, hey, that's that's all are welcome. All are welcome. You know, yeah. Bikes, welcome. trucks, imports, exotics, American muscle, everybody's welcome. So, yeah, spectators too, Come guys. On. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta have a car to go to yep. it. I mean, even if you no, just want to no. walk around and see and meet and talk, it's right. all good. I don't have a car. I will be there. So, yeah. I mean, it's. It's good to go there and see what people are doing. So as you plan that next ride, you can kind of determine what you like and what you don't like. It's fun. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Come, At come the end of the day, guys. Stupid we sound on the on the podcast each episode. <laughs> that's right. That's and right. Then, guys, everybody likes something different. And hey, that's what we're all here for. We're all here for the passion of our car culture. And let's just keep it going because they want to get rid of it. So we got to keep it going and show them that it's here to stay. So that's good, sure, guys. Hey, it's been a fun episode, fellas. I appreciate you. Uh, viewers, I'm going to get this out. I, I promise it's not going to take me so long next time, but, you know, shit happens. So, uh, Fat Boys, Cars, and Culture, I'm Eric. I'm Derek. And I'm Bob. Hey, guys. We look forward to seeing you. Have a great one. And uh, be safe out there, fellas. Peace.